Hey, Seattle hockey fans. I hope you're feeling right on this Friday morning. We are in between rounds. We had round one of the NHL draft where we, the Seattle Kraken, selected Shane Wright. We get a centerman, a centerman for years that had been projected to go number one, certainly not fall to number four, but we got him. I'm going to take you back to my reactions that we had on the Locked on NHL immediate reactions. That's also up on YouTube. Then I'm going to take you to what Seattle Kraken, what is uh, Dave Haxel saying? What are, what's Ron Francis saying? And what is Shane Wright himself saying about coming to Seattle? Let's go! Friday edition of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? The price is right. Uh, three wrongs make a right. Shane, Shane, Shane. It's probably my favorite. Uh, shout out to the Aretha Franklin fans listening. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We have exciting news in case you fell asleep and you didn't catch the first four picks of the NHL draft. The Seattle Kraken select at number four, Shane Wright. Now, I was asked, how, Erica, how do you feel about Shane Wright? Let me tell you, I didn't even bother really looking into this guy. The scouts, uh, the experts, everyone was saying, no way Shane falls to anything beyond really maybe two three at the most. So I didn't think we were getting Shane right. I had been telling you, though, the Nemich pick. I really like Nemich. Slavkovsky was my favorite of the elite prospects. So to see him go number one, I'm not surprised. If if we had the number one pick, I would hope that we take Slavkovsky. I don't know. I have so much trouble with his name. I would hope that we took Yurik as well. Uh, Nemich, solid. But Shane Wright for the Seattle Kraken makes a lot of sense. And so last night, if you missed it, uh, I had a reaction with Gil and, and Brendan. They're a part of the Locked On community. And so I'm going to take you over to our immediate reactions to Shane Wright going number four, what this means for the Seattle Kraken. We're going to talk about all of that um, in this clip. I'm just going to play a little bit for you, and then we'll get back to the show. I'm Gil Martin of Locked On NHL, and uh, with me as we continue our coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft, Brandon Pillar of Locked On Ottawa Senators and our uh, prospects expert. And joining us now, uh, Erica Ayala from the Seattle Kraken. And uh, Erica, with the fourth pick, a surprise, Shane, Shane Wright available, and the Kraken take him. Your thoughts on this selection? Yes. Once I saw who the first pick was, uh, you know, I was a huge fan of Slavkovsky. 
talked about him on the Locked on Kraken show, was pretty confident he was not falling to four. Um, but then you started seeing other teams kind of take I think really looking at position and I think that put the Seattle Kraken at four in a good position because we need everything. So (laughs) it has been pretty clear that Ron Francis, our general manager has wanted to take the best player available and getting another centerman, another young centerman. We took Maddie Beneers obviously with the number two pick last year, and he already has 10 games in the NHL for us. So I think that this makes a lot of sense, although it definitely was a little bit surprising. Uh, no question about that. And and yet here you are picking fourth, and you got a player who for most of the offseason, everyone thought was going to be the first overall pick. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I, I know there were some articles saying why Shane Wright should be number one. Slavkovsky was really talking his, you know, Muhammad Ali mess. Um, and I think that's what you want. You know, I know some people were saying that's a demerit. I think it's that humble hockey mentality. I think, though, we're at a stage where some of these younger players are going to assert themselves and who they feel they are on the ice and be prepared to back that up. So I kind of liked the back and forth, but I, I heard Shane Wright on the live uh, draft coverage from ESPN with Emily Kaplan. I think he said all of the right things. He has, he seems to have knowledge of what the Seattle Kraken are looking to do. And um, this is a a player that has performed well at the international level. I love to see that. Um, Also someone who has taken on leadership. He has entered into elite hockey at a young age and petitioned even to do, to do that. So I think this is, is a hockey player and someone that, at a young age, we can get – I like that he has good size. Uh, I think the only other thing I would have liked to see personally is to see the Seattle Kraken take a defenseman. But that being said, best available is Shane Wright at four. I think absolutely Ronnie Francis did the right thing. And I like that he got up there, said the pick, and then it's like, all right, let's go to our other 11 picks. <laughs> For him to go to a young organization like the Seattle Kraken, and they can really be confident that he's going to be a big building block for them going forward is such a great thing. Like this is a slam dunk for the Seattle Kraken, as far as I'm concerned, to start an expansion team with Matty Beneers and Shane Wright as your two centermen, those guys could be your number one and two centermen for the next decade, as far as I'm concerned. And that's an incredible way to build a team, and Ron Francis is no stranger to doing that. Shane Wright, it like he's a two-way centerman that can put up massive points. Like He put up 94 points uh, in the OHL this year. A lot of people compare his game to Mika Zibanejad. And if you see what Mika Zibanejad has been doing lately, that's got to get Kraken fans very excited. So, uh, Erica, I, I'm kind of with you. I pictured them selecting uh, one of the right-hand shot defensemen. But when Shane Wright falls to them, Ron Francis not wasting any time, getting up there, making the pick, and heading right back down because that is the right pick. And other exp- – like Vegas has got to be uh, sitting there being like, wow, they already have two great young centermen, and uh, that's not an easy feat to do. So, so the Seattle Kraken made their team a lot better tonight, in my opinion. So if you want to see that clip in its entirety, again, Brandon, uh, Gil, and I talking about Shane Wright immediately after the pick. We were somewhere probably around the six or seven pick when we hopped on video. There's a lot of other reactions throughout 
the Locked On NHL community. So make sure you're following Locked On Kraken, but also follow the Locked On NHL show. Okay, so here's what we know about Shane Wright. Uh, you know, these are his points for Kingston in the OHL. Um, we know that he is from uh, Canada, played with the Canadian national team, as you can see up here. Um, he had 14 points, nine goals, five assists in five games at the 2021 U18 World Junior Championship that was in route to a gold medal. And he was a top named a top three player for uh, Hockey Canada. Oh, ooh, Hockey Canada, obviously going through some things. Anyway, so uh, we do know that his his uh, season and his um, you know development got a little bit stunted as far as the OHL because of coronavirus. That being said, Shane Wright, uh, this is the headline from the Seattle Times. With Shane Wright, did the Kraken get a number one pick at a discount? And uh, this is by Kate Shefty. Check it out. Um, you know, I think it's an interesting question and something that if you listen to Allison Lucan's conversation with Emily, Emily Kaplan, you know that we're really not going to know who won the draft until about three years, uh, the, in the next three years. So what do we know? I like that he has size. I've seen him weigh in at anywhere from 191 to 198. He's six foot, so I like the size. We've talked about it. I talked about it when I went live. That you can check out in the show notes. I went live even after talking with Gil and Brendan. Uh, and so, um, or Brandon, excuse me. Um, I like that... Um, you know, he is also a, a, a player that has international experience. Now, from hearing Ronnie Francis, it sounds like not just uh, Shane Wright, but also Beneers. He really doesn't want them competing in international competitions. We have the World Juniors coming up. Those two players would be eligible. And all things considered, now that we've got Drieger, you know, I was all team, like, let the guys play in the Olympics, let them play for their national team. But Drieger, I mean, uh, I guess I get it from the NHL perspective a little bit more now. That's a little bit of an aside, but coming from the women's hockey landscape where that is the elite level, it's always kind of weird to see MNHL or men's hockey uh, kind of scoff and point their nose up at international play. I like that he has international play. I also like that Shane Wright's got some... He's got some moxie. He's got a little bit of attitude. I'm not here. I think it's one thing to be humble, but I think this humble hockey excuse where we uh, have to strip people of their personality, I don't want that. Come on, baby. If you watch or listen to the show, you know I'm not here for that. I talked about it with Gil and Brandon, and, and you know, I think um, Shane Wright is a good balance. Seems to be a good guy. I hear good things from a leadership perspective. And, you know, there was the death stare that apparently he gave to the Montreal table while he was up on the stage. He talked about saying, yeah, of course it's disappointing. And I, I in the same, so I really, let me do a little plug here. Uh, I don't think these guys even know who I am. But uh, I would highly recommend the NHL Draft Cat draft class podcast i've talked about it before but um you can hear shane in his own words uh also we have um 
you know, amazing writers, Alison Lucan, uh, we had uh, Mike Benton all reporting some of the quotes. And what we heard from Shane Wright is the quote saying, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a, he's always been self-motivated, but yeah, this will be, uh, you know, give him a little bit of an extra edge. But in the podcast, he says, of course, it's disappointing. You know, you hear that you're going to go number one. Everyone wants to go number one. Let's not forget that, right? Who doesn't want to be number one? I mean, Nelly had a whole song about it. Ah, M, number one. What was it? He goes, two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. Hey, I am number one. Like, everyone wants to be number one. So am I mad that he said he wants to be number one? Heck no. Am I mad that Slavkovsky in the 11th hour came in and was like, no, 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 I need to be number one. And people talk about recency bias because of inter international competition. The guy is an opportunist. He saw an opportunity to play for his national team, go lights out, show maybe what he couldn't show when he's playing with men in a men's league, uh, older, older hockey players, I should say. Um, and yeah, talk your mess, young man, talk your mess. You should be confident. You want players that are going to go on the ice and be confident in their skill and their ability to set up other players. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad. They got a little bit of swagger. I like it. I like it. What I also like, is that Shane and his family like Seattle. Uh, he was asked on the podcast, you know, what what did your dad say? You can see the video. What did your dad say to you? And they're like, oh, yeah, we like Seattle. We like Seattle. That's where we want you. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So Shane Wright, Matty Veneers, building up through the middle. And in just a minute here from when I'm recording, we're actually going to start round Two. And so let's talk a little bit about what Seattle needs. Uh, still think they need defensemen. I'd like to see size on the defensive end. There is question as to whether they'll pick up a goalie through the draft. Mm. I, I'm not sure about that. I, I would venture to say no. But we have room in, in our pipeline if we want to take another goalie. But I venture to say no. Either way, we still have a lot of work to do. Might want to play for players that maybe other teams want if you can have that information confidently. Um, and then see how you can turn some of those picks. We already saw lots of trades. We saw jockeying for different positions. So anything can happen in this draft coming up next, let's take you to Ron Francis and Dave Hack still talking about Shane Wright. And then also again, get you ready for what we're going to see for the next handful of rounds in the draft right now. Let me tell you about bet online. It's your number one source for all your sports needs and information. We've talked, they had the projected who's going to go number one, I got blown out of the water, but hey, if you went with Slavkovsky, good for you. Um, anyway, also, we know that they have the Stanley Cup odds. I am very eager to see. We talked about that on the podcast. I'm eager to see if and how the Seattle Kraken odds will change now that we have Shane Wright and company. Wright and co. Let's go. That's what I'm going to call this draft class. Wright and co. Anyway. Uh, Bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check 
on everything from your favorite sports, your favorite events. That includes golf. That includes MMA. And, of course, it includes the NHL. Head to the website today and uh, learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. I'm coming to you live from Chicago. WNBA All-Star Weekend is here, but we're talking about the draft, which is happening right now. You can head over to ESPN+. Plus. Uh, well, you'll probably be watching this uh, post, but you can still go to ESPN+, Plus and see all of the action. I think Emily Kaplan's been doing a great job. I mentioned Allison Lucan is there doing a great job. Her and Bob Condor did a little selfie action. So you can head over to the Seattle Kraken app also to get live blogs, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so proud of everyone that I personally know and that I've gotten to know and respect. I think they're doing an amazing job with the NHL draft. I covered the draft back when it was in Dallas. That was the year Keandre Miller went to the Rangers. What was that, 2017, 2018, around there sometime? Uh, it was wild and crazy. We were a two-person crew. Um, I was the support staff. But it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to Locked on Kraken eventually getting out there. So we'll keep you posted on that. Let's put that into the universe, right? Okay. Anyway, let's take you now to um, – I want to take you first to what Ron Francis had to say about the process and when they kind of thought that Slavkovsky might go one and what that meant everywhere. Uh, I, again, I like what the NHL uh, draft class podcast had to say. I said this as well. The Seattle Kraken are not in a position to not take the best player available. Other teams, if they want to play the, oh, we need this, we need that more, maybe they can do that. We're a brand new team. We need everything. We need everything. And it's okay if it doesn't necessarily transpire for the upcoming season, although Shane Wright is hoping that it will. Can he make that leap? That's something that we're going to have to talk about. He's going to development camp uh, coming up next week. So we'll see what happens there. But let's hear what Ronnie Francis had to say. Yeah, no, I mean, you have you have all these discussions. You run through different scenarios and, you know, what may happen, may not, may not happen. We started talking about this a few days ago, thinking this could be a possibility. So, I mean, obviously our guys are excited. Um, you know, you get a guy who was – ranked the number one guy in the draft for, for the last uh, many years um, and just till recently it changed so we're, it, the fact he plays the center position for an expansion team that's really hard to get um, through the expansion draft so having now Matty Boniers and Shane Wright as centermen you know that sets up this franchise for the next 10 years right so it's uh, it was exciting our guys put a lot of time and effort in so it was nice to see it kind of fall that way and, and uh, then be able to make the pick with uh, Shane. And, I mean, believe it or not, we looked at a lot of different scenarios, and that was one that we thought was a very realistic possibility. Um, you know, obviously there was two things we, we thought had to factor in. First, one was, you know, if Montreal chose the winger versus the centerman, and then two, you know, does Jersey take a defenseman versus the centerman? And if that happened, we felt we were going to get one of the two centermen. So um, we thought it was a possibility. Um, not a bad way to start a franchise with Matty Veneers and Shane Wright as your one-two centerman. So... So it's good for the, the Kraken, and we're excited about it. So, Ron, you've talked about this a few times. Are you going to be interested in him playing World Juniors in August? Or is that... Am I interested in it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is he interested in 
I haven't had that conversation, but no, I, I mean, any any player that we think has got a possibility of making our lineup is not somebody we would like playing in that tournament, so, um, you know, Maddie included. Ron, obviously you said you planned for any scenario with what the teams in front of you were going to pick, but can you share maybe what the reaction was of your scouting team as you saw the chips start to fall the way they were? You see that kind of positional player come to you. Obviously you don't know if he will play at the NHL level next season yet, but does this impact your thinking going into free agency? No, I mean, I think you, you can't count on anything. You're looking at all scenarios constantly. Um, you know, we do have cap space. Um, we do have, you know, picks. If we don't use them tomorrow, we still have 13 picks in next year's draft to use uh, for possible trades and players. There's always free agency. If you don't get guys in free agency, I know it sounds crazy, but there's going to be a window beyond free agency where teams are trying to readjust their lineups before training camp. And so there's a lot of different possibilities. So we're, we're exploring all the different options to try and make our team better. Um, and, and we'll continue to do that here moving forward. Ryan, there's a lot to like about his game. Anything that stands out? I know you've watched, uh, watched him on film at least. I just like his smarts. I mean, in the games you watch him, he does a lot of little things. Um, you know, the 10-foot passes, the placed open areas. Um, you know, that's hard to teach. You either have that or you don't, and he has that. And So as he, as he progresses and gets up into the NHL and plays with guys with that kind of skill set and mindset, I think it's only been an easy sort of transition for him because of, of what he can do at that, that level with it, that sort of thought process. He's solid at both ends of the ring. So um, as Elliot Friedman, when he's interviewing, said, it's interesting you got a two-way centerman from the Ontario Hockey League at the fourth pick overall. And I said, yeah, I remember another guy that got picked in the fourth overall pick. So it was kind of interesting fate. So. And who outshined the first three guys in front of him? That's you saying that, not me. <laughs> So there you have it. Uh, you heard Ron again talking about he doesn't want his guys playing at juniors, but talking about his ability to create. Shane Wright, that is, not Ron Francis's, but Shane Wright's ability to create, uh, being a two-way player throughout, a two-way centerman, um, being able to not only make that first play, but also be able to set up and, and maneuver to make the next play. That... <sighs> It was music to my ears, music to my ears. And I hope that it continues at that next level because I've talked about this before on the podcast. That's why I want, um, that's why I talked about Nemich or even Slavkovsky because I think these are players that they can um, pace in and out of a play. They know when to hit the gas, when to slow up and look, you know, that, that good ice vision type. We need more of that. I think we were a little direct at times, very direct at times, and a little bit sloppy on exits and entries. Hence, we had a lot of turnovers, a lot of teams absolutely burning us. So to have a player that can be composed in all three zones, that can set things up, I love to hear that. And if that is Shane Wright, I am all about this pick. Someone's like, oh, I wonder how Eric is going to feel about Shane Wright. I was like, you know what? Congratulations, Shane. Show me what you got. I told you I didn't do a lot of scout on him. I'm going to keep it honest. I'm going to keep it real. Obviously, he's got a lot of good stuff. Is he good for us? The more I hear about it, it's growing on me. And also, like, what am I going to say? It's already the pick is in, you know? Like, what am I going to say? Oh, take him back. No, we, we're not doing that. So I think there's a lot of potential here. It's not exactly what I expected. Um, but it, it, the more I kind of read and hear and see it, it feels very Seattle. It feels very Seattle.
<laughs> it feels very Seattle. So I'm hoping it works out. I think we're in that hybrid rebuild. I hate that term, but I think if ever there was a, it's not even a rebuild, like we're properly building it out, but um, we're in that hybrid of how much do you hit the gas immediately versus how much do you plan and long tail. I think we're going to see us tip the scales a little bit more, get more aggressive into wanting to win. Now I've told you, I want to see us at 500. That's the goal. That's what I want. That means everyone's really got to elevate their game. Is Shane Wright a person that can do that for the team whilst also doing that for his teammates in training camp, in the preseason, at the AHL level, or even when he comes up to the NHL? Is he someone that can push the buttons? A little healthy competition. Is he going to keep folks honest? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to close this episode of Locked on Kraken by going over the draft picks that we have. Remember, we still have 11 more picks. We got one. There's probably another one coming up as I'm recording in, in a handful of minutes because after round one, it moves, baby. Like from my Dallas experience, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's not enough of us. It moves so fast. But um, – so we're going to give you, again, the picks that Seattle has. And uh, I don't have any pre predictions for players, per se. Uh, I think we do. I would like to – the only thing I know is I'd like to see size on the defensive end. I think if you can get a, 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 a solid winger that has potential – um, right-handed D, of course, everyone wants to see. Uh, so we'll see what happens. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Okay, let me take you to round two. Round two, the Seattle Kraken have the third pick. This is, um, and again, we talked about this in Draft Central, but the Seattle Kraken, um, the Seattle Kraken only have the one pick, so it's uh, 35 overall. They have the the third pick in the second round, or excuse me, I'm sorry, that's my mistake. They have the third pick in the second round, and then they have three other picks. So they have their natural pick, which is the 35th pick. Then they picked up a, a, a pick from Florida, from the Predators, and from the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's going to look like the Seattle Kraken at 35, then the Seattle Crack Kraken at, um, at 49, then the Seattle Kraken at 58, and then the Seattle Kraken at 61. So I like the positioning. We're not going too deep, uh, or I should say we're not going too deep. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, we, we don't have to wait and go too deep into the second round before we get those second round picks. We have the third pick in the second round, and then again we come in at, um, at 49. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. I think there's things that you can play around with there. It's in the third round that we have our natural pick, which is the third pick of the third round, which is the 68th pick overall. And then we also have uh, in the fourth round, we have two additional picks. So the fourth round for the Seattle Kraken is going to look like the third pick in the fourth round, which is lucky pick 100. We have the 100th pick. Then we pick again at 117. And then, one, or excuse me, uh, we pick again 
Yes, I'm sorry. We pick at 117 and then at one again at 123. So not terrible. And then after that, rounds five, six, and seven, it's our natural pick. So that will be the third pick of that round, 132, 164, and 196. Okay, that's what it's looking like. Do we grab a goalie? I wouldn't be mad at it, but meh. I think then you start looking in to maybe play around. Do you hear certain things that people want as far as prospects? Once we get deeper, are you hearing what people want to sweeten the pot? We heard Ronnie Francis talk about it's hard to make deals because they don't just want draft picks, but they want prospects. Do you pick prospects now that then you'll keep that let you free up prospects that you picked last year is it vice versa do you keep your picks from last year try to get some prospects that you think could sweeten the pot for uh for you in free agency i think we'll know a little bit more once we see the picks also i think we'll know once we see the picks what that could potentially mean for restricted free agents you know i want i want donnie back i want ryan donato back so bad is that going to make logical sense once we see how the draft pans out, I don't know. He head over to the Seattle Kraken app, Allison Lucan, Bob Condor on the floor, giving you all you need as far as hashtag Seattle Kraken content. I also loved the draft, uh, NHL draft class podcast. Really great resource. Listen to what Shane Wright had to say. Also loved that he was wearing Seattle Kraken colored socks. His daddy likes that they're going to Seattle. That I love that. The family is excited. I think that speaks to the character of the Seattle Kraken franchise. From everything that I've been hearing so far, it's good. And that's not a guarantee in hockey. And Mr. Gary Bettman, Commissioner Gary Bettman, if you think that the societal problems are messing up your fun-loving, perfect hockey community, you got another thing coming, my dude. That's not how it works. <sighs> Maybe I'll rant about that next week. Did you see these comments? I, I can't even. Former guest of the pod, Katie Strang ask some amazing questions as she always does so let's talk about that next week i just don't understand like what what more do we need what more proof do we need that hockey is broken then hockey canada is losing funding because they don't know how to handle sexual assault allegations and investigation but yeah you're right you're right gary it's just what the outsiders are doing leave that mess somewhere else that perpetuates predatory be okay i'm getting it i'm getting excited i didn't want to end this there that's just where my mind took me I, you know linda con in, in encouraged me to rant and and get my rant on i'm good for a rant you know i'm good for a rant and gary you got one coming because this, you make no sense sometimes you make no sense but what does make sense is Shane Wright at number four, coming to Seattle, baby. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go. Kraken. Uh, if you don't see me on the social media, I will be doing little updates here and there. If you don't see me on social media, I'll catch you on Monday's show. Be well. Be good to yourself. 
Be good to each other. I'll catch you on Monday.